This is Match Me If You Can. Match this Me If You match Can. Match Me If You Can. This is Match Me this If You Can. This is Match Me If You Can. Shut up, guys. I'm trying to record. <laughs> uh, my days as a, as a uh, sizzle reel VO artist. Your mom. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for an action-packed episode with none other than Ellie Gordon. Woo-woo. <laughs> Yay. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Uh, Welcome back, All-Stars. We are so excited to bring you this episode, not just because... Hey, it's another week and another batch of things to talk about, but this time around, we are excited. We have a very special guest. She is our youngest daughter, Ellie Gordon. We are so happy to have you here. Ellie goes to Seattle University. If you remember way back at the beginning of our journey, she was the one who had the house sold out from under her and was dropped off to college and was rather not happy that she didn't have a home to come back to. So. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> anyway, Ellie Gordon's here with us today. Hello. I'm happy to be back in a much better mood. Okay. <laughs> That's good. It's really nice that you're in a better mood from like eight months ago. Yeah. So I thought it would be a good idea while Ellie's here for spring break to just kind of go over our travels, like how she's been feeling about us being on the road and how, you know, we are parenting from afar, um, how her college experience has been, how she feels since she's left LA and we sold the house and, you know, we're going to hit the road again. So, uh, very, very soon. So we thought it'd just be the perfect time to kind of like do a little, like, Hey, let's chit chat about like, how you feeling? <laughs> oh, sounds like the gloves are off. <laughs> sounds like a really open forum for you to just wow. like air your grievances. Will do. <laughs> so how is, okay, first of all, let's talk about, you're a division one volleyball athlete. What is that like? Because you're the only one in our family who has pursued that in college. And um, what is that like? I mean, honestly, what, what did you expect it to be and what did it turn into? Um, okay. So I definitely, I expected it to be as demanding as it was. I don't think I was like initially prepared for like the mental challenging part of it. Um, it's definitely like a lot more mentally challenging than I think I thought it would be. Cause at first it was definitely like my whole goal with playing volleyball was just like get better and get recruited and find a college to play at. So once I did that, um, I had I hadn't really like dealt with the same mental battle that you would once you're already signed and playing. Yeah. So that was definitely a struggle. Um, what like was the mental quarter. battle? Like, ex- what is that? Well, like my team, for instance, we had like a travel team. And so we had a roster of 19, but only 13 of us would travel. Mm. And so like that was definitely really hard because, you know, the whole team is friends and, we're, you know, we all live next to each other. We're yeah. all rooming with each other. But it's also like you like that girl's your competition and it's really hard because she's your friend and you love her and you want to be happy for her. But when she's playing over you, like it makes it really hard to like be happy, you know? So that was definitely something challenging. It was, it was, it was challenging, but I feel like it was necessary because now like that I'm in off season and I'm going back into spring season, actually, as soon as I get back from spring break, 
um, I kind of know how to like differentiate the volleyball feelings versus versus like my actual life where before I felt like it was always intertwined during season. You know, like we were always around each other, always talking about volleyball, always like running lineups in our heads, like all these different things. It's just like constantly thinking about it yeah. to where it's like it's your whole life. And so like when you do bad in practice, you have a bad day. Like it, tra- it travels over yeah. to the dorm. So you can't ar- exactly. walk away from it because then you're seeing that girl that yeah. you had a bad day with on that practice. Yeah. So definitely first quarter, it was it was the hardest schedule because my volleyball was a fall sport. So we came in, like we moved into Seattle really early. We came in two months before school actually started. And that was like our preseason. So that schedule was hard because we did for the first two weeks, we did two, three hour practices a day. They're called double days. And we'd have like a weightlifting session. And what that. time does this day start? Um, it depends. Sometimes it could start at like weights at 7 a.m. A.m. Um, and then, nice. and then practice from like Wait, eight. Let's go back. <laughs> what time do you get up then? What? Okay. If I have to, if I have weights at seven, that means you have to be in the weight room five minutes before. So that's at six fifty-five. but we have a team rule where like we have to be in the locker room 20 minutes before. So that means I have to be there at seven forty. but I want to eat some 640, but I want to eat something before, but not, not too soon. Cause yeah. I'll throw up. <laughs> so then I wake up at six. And I get ready. I eat breakfast. I try to wake up, you know, you're all a college stuff. kid waking up at 6 a.m. Yes. And okay. yeah. And so then I would I would do that. I had my first practice probably from like eight to 11. But you get out of there around like 1130, 12 ish. We'd all go get lunch, sleep, go back at 330, work from four to seven and then get dinner and go to bed. And so that was preseason. <laughs> and then <laughs> would you really go to bed at seven though? I mean, come oh on. no, you guys are all oh so God. young. No, I, I know. And like the yeah, stress but you had to be of it. Up at six a.m. I know. So what time would you actually go to bed? I would try to go to bed early, but it just it, there was so much adrenaline running through oh, you. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm so pumped for tomorrow. <laughs> you can't go to bed. <laughs> so this is preseason. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into season yeah. yet. This is two months of this schedule. Yes, with so, no one at the college. Yeah, with no one there. It was quite lonely for the oh. first couple. Did weeks. Did you guys get? sick of seeing each other in that time span yes i mean yeah for sure we were all living next to each other but again it was just like that was one thing that i was like i had we genuinely like had no control over that so it was easy to spiral um but during season the schedule is a little different because we'd be traveling so when we'd be traveling we would you know have hold on traveling i don't know if everyone understands you actually got on a plane it wasn't just on a bus and went to different cities around washington what was the furthest place you traveled to was it texas i think kentucky oh yeah it was kentucky yeah when we went when when we we saw you yeah yeah um that was probably the furthest that we've ever traveled but so what it is is in our conference typically you play all the games i mean all the schools twice once at home and once at their home and so for like our travel weeks how it would work is we'd have a practice and um, weights on Monday. And then typically we would either have another practice on Tuesday, leave Tuesday night or leave Wednesday morning at like four in the morning. Um, And then you'd be gone from school and you wouldn't get back till Saturday night around like 12 or one ish. And then you'd have Sunday off and then you would do it again. So it was very grueling and very, very hard to like keep up with, um, school for sure. And it was also really hard because it was like, you know, my first quarter of my freshman year of college, everyone was just really getting to know each other. And I felt like, especially when season ended, isn't it crazy that I'm getting emotional? Why are you getting emotional? I don't even know. It's so crazy right now that I'm, I'm just like hearing you and I'm like, Oh my God, she had to do this all by herself. That's grueling. 
That's okay, mom. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Go ahead. Um. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Um. It was it was hard because. Love you. I love you too. Sorry. She's it's built okay. for it. I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh no, spoken like okay. a true dad. Hearing you, I'm like, wow. Like it was yeah. hard. Yeah. It was. It was definitely. It was challenging. Um. Everyone, like you would just come back and like everyone, I felt like had friend groups and I mean I had friend groups like I I genuinely am really good friends with everyone on my team and like I'm so lucky that I get along with all of them so well because I know that's not the case for many schools and for a little bit it wasn't the case for us either like we really had to find a flow but it was definitely like really hard like coming back to school on Monday missing like a bunch of work and then like everyone in your class like you know talking like just like hanging out like getting to know each other and then like even like on my days off or like if I had a night off, like I would just be so tired that I'm like, I like, I can't like find the energy to do this, you know? So it was definitely challenging, but that's why like my, the last quarter I just had was like so important to me. And like, I'm really like happy with how it turned out because I definitely like was able to turn things around. But everyone says like season for any athlete is like for any sport is very lonely. It just happened to be that like, it just sucked that it was during fall you know yeah. when everyone was, was moving like in right when you got there right yeah it was like your very first semester and you mm-hmm. guys were in season right away yeah okay so now uh let's move past volleyball for a second and just like talk about um what you're going to school for what you think you may change your major to because <laughs> that's been a discussion <laughs> as of late not a big one i i changed my major i don't think you did right you did not nope i was a journalism major the entire time oh look at her she's so Anyway, <laughs> I didn't do anything with it. So it's not like I'm working at the New York Times. She's like, she's like nope, I was a journalism major the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Not like I'm some esteemed writer at the New Yorker. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about that. Okay, so I'm studying political science currently, which I actually do like studying it. It's just the, I'm not really sure what I want to do with that. And the more that I study it, the more I realize, like, I don't really want to do it because <laughs> um, it's one thing to find <laughs> politics interesting, which I do. And it's another thing to, like, devote your life to, like, something within within politics. And it's very yeah. like I was talking to dad about this the other day, you know, like. I don't like how like pe- like you know politicians' addresses will get leaked. Like they're you know they're dangerous. Kids. It's dangerous, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely, like I I still like think about working in public policy. That's still something. Yeah. Why did that change? Because that was supposed to be your major. So what happened? Um, political science is just more broad. Like okay. po- uh, public policy is like really small. Like I would really just do public policy, but with political science, there's a lot of different realms you can go into, which I liked. Um, but. Uh, I'm not, I don't know, like it just, part of me is just like, it's such a specific major that even now I'm a freshman and I'm still like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep pursuing it. Cause you know, I'll be a right. junior or senior. I'm like, okay, great. I have this degree. I have no interest in pursuing. Oh yeah. I don't want that. Um, so like if a, like, you know, a part of me right now, is just like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Okay. So I am, I'm taking like econ and like us social movements in Spanish next quarter. Um, those just get some, like, hopefully they'll just get some like prerequisites out of the way, but dad wants me to be a business major. I do. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want. I, I don't know what I want to do. That's true. the do problem. 
business is so broad to where, uh, you know, I could do anything with a business degree. You've always been an advocate for social justice and social injustice. So like, why don't you go into sociology? Okay. I was actually thinking about that because I was writing a, a paper for my comparative politics class. And the feedback that I kept getting back was you're looking at this from too much of a sociology point of view and not a political point of view. But in my eyes, I was like, that's what makes the the paper better, you know, like, and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I was thinking about sociology. I'm not really like sure what I could do with that. I would definitely find that like the most interesting probably, but at the same time, like business is very broad. I could minor in anything and have like a specialization in something, but um, I'm not really sure. I feel like I could go, I could go either way because I'm very, I'm very competitive and I'm very passionate. So I could be a CEO or mm-hmm. I could advocate for social justice. Mm-hmm. You know, I could kind of go either way. Um, I always thought that you'd like work at a think tank. That's what I always thought. Like you'll be creating policies. Like, cause that's what you've always like ever since yeah, you've you were already, like, you've always you been- were like, getting water for Sierra Leone like back in fourth grade. Yeah. And, and she's always been um, sort of more interested than the average person in sort of the granular policy that will get you to uh, social change. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely just want to like take some different classes and just see You're what there. interests me. Do it. Yeah. I think one uh, great area where you could impact social change would be econ. Stop it. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing that. Chloe, my roommate. Am I not selling it? No. Chloe, my roommate, is an econ major and it's hard. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Well, you saw her book open one day. I saw her math class that she had to take and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. It's not my thing. Fair enough. Just don't go into communication. That's my only rule. You cannot go into communication. No way. You're too smart for that. It'd be a stack of 5,000 applicants. I know Parker's a communications major. She was too smart for it too. She was. I, I mean, dad was agree. a communications major. I didn't we work can all my say ass it's off a- all my life for you guys to go in with what I do for a living. You know, <laughs> you can get a lot of haters right now. <laughs> totally, totally. I know, but you were a communications major. Nothing. It just burns you out. Like life quality suffers a lot. You want to talk about life quality? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> You've seen me in action. Uh-huh. So and I got to tell you, you know, uh, it's just not a life I want for my children. So uh, you, you will do, you will uh, because I can't stop you do whatever it is you yeah. want in life. But I'm just, you know, I, uh, my role as a dad right now is more advisory than parental. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm advising you do not do this. <laughs> Parker's a communications major and she, look what she's doing. She, how many times has she called, you know, telling yeah. us her day was so she's hard. Crying, you know? like, I had yeah. to start at 2 AM for the morning news. Oh my God. Uh, that's awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it. Anyway. Just something to keep in the back of your mind when you're when you're throwing a dart at the dartboard to pick your next major. <laughs> Maybe not include that one in any of the diamonds. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's go back to how it's been eight months now since we sold the house and you were the one that was the most vocal about it being sold because you were the baby and you could not come back for Thanksgiving or Christmas to the house. So it's been eight months. Um we still had a little conversation in the car the other day where you got sassy about it. How are you feeling eight months Um, out? I still like, I still don't really like to talk about it. Like just, I don't know. I think like it's, it's different. Like because I had such a challenging first quarter Mm -hmm. and like not having a house to go back to and like, you know, spending Thanksgiving with a family that wasn't mine. Like it was, 
it was definitely like hard. I still get really upset about it because it was just like, I feel like I've gone through so much change like in the last like however many months. So and that was a big one. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's a sense of like comfortability with having a house and having your child in bed you can sleep in and just like being able to see your friends like over break and like not have to like fly to go see them like Mm -hmm. that was like that was all that I all that I wanted after having such a bad first quarter and like not having that like really really sucked yeah you were a migrant like us over the holidays yeah but for Thanksgiving a lot of kids don't come home just I'm just saying a lot of kids don't come home for Thanksgiving because it's only like three or four days. So you, you probably may not have come home. Even if we lived in LA, Christmas was different. You got to go home, but you didn't get to go home to your house. Cause we did promise you that when we sold the house, we'd come back for Christmas. So you can see all your friends during winter break. Cause that's the really first big break. So we did do that. Yep. Yeah. And I rented that amazing attic for you to come home <laughs> and see all your friends in Los Angeles, <laughs> the no, Armenian I mean, palace. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we all got to go home for sure. I know, like, but it wasn't like your home. It's not the same. And we're not going to go home next year either. And I'm going to go like, now I'm going to start going like five, six months without seeing my friends. Like, but you, you can, you have your godmother there, Carly and Mike are there. There's so no, many I know, people but it, that it's are just there. not the same, you know, like no, yeah, it's not, it, it it's, will never be the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just felt like everything changed like so fast, you know, like I was, oh my God, I was so excited and so happy. And I thought like life is always going to be great. And then I go to school and it sucks for three months and then I don't have a house to go back to. And like, it just like, I mean, there's nothing we can do now, but I definitely like wish that like, I, you know, what we should have waited. I think, I still think you guys should have waited. I definitely, at least a year like I you know like how you guys said you would have I like I definitely just wish that like I don't know like that I was kind of like kept in the loop a little more because it wasn't just like you guys leaving and traveling like it was it's my life too um and like I don't know like the other day when you're just talking about like you know the process of selling the house like it just like it still really bothers me because like oh my god sorry (laughs) For me, it was like, that was like my whole life, you know, like it changed like so much. And like, I don't know, like it just like bothers me sometimes because I know that you're just like, oh, my friend came into my work and was like, the market's great right now. you got to sell the house. And then you just went home and you're like, we're going to sell the house. And it's like, you know, any thought into it. It was abrupt. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I like I guess the way we thought about it was that you were going to start your life in college I don't know. Like, we I guess didn't other- think you would no. think about us right. or LA. It wasn't that we weren't considering you. Um, I guess we were considering long-term what was best for us as a family and also um, what was best for our finances, obviously, uh, which <laughs> plays into what's best for our family. But also we just like uh, when your oldest sister went off, we didn't hear from her for three months, you know, and she granted Even with Mia, like, I mean, Mia yeah. came back in the summers, um, you know, but everyone, like the other two seemed to like our experience with them was that once they went to college, that was it. Like they were off to college and they would visit during break, but it was like, I don't know. It never felt like nobody was like ever, there was out of your two sisters, not one of them said, I, I'm really homesick. I want to come home. Like they had homesick yeah, moments. Yeah, they wanted to be home for Thanksgiving right, or Christmas Right, but nobody or was like, I can't take this. I need to be back home. <laughs> yeah. So we never thought that you would have an attachment to the house 
because they didn't, you know what I mean? Like we were just like, Oh, cause once a kid goes off to college, that's their new life. And you know, it wasn't like, um, I don't know, like the, the, the first two experiences were just that, that the kids went off to college and was like, we're out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like, I just like, I didn't like that. Like, well, we, one with volleyball, like I had to leave like a month, two months earlier than all my friends. And I didn't like that. Like in my very limited summer, I was spending the last two weeks, like living. having to pack up my childhood home, you know, like that yeah. wasn't exactly like ideal. Um, and I don't know, just like, yeah, I just like in Thanksgiving, like I understand, like maybe I wouldn't have come home, but like, you know, like you have like a rough like really really rough like three months you just want to like see your parents yeah just like sleep in your bed yeah it probably would have been better i mean i will i I, definitely looking back now it's like your sisters did have an advantage you didn't and that was even if they didn't want to come home they knew they could yeah you know so in fairness to you and also they didn't have the stressors that you had they didn't have honors college they didn't have they weren't athletes None of that. And they weren't putting all kinds of pressure on themselves. They literally were showing up to college and was like, you know, hello world, here I am and meeting friends and hanging out and going to parties and football games and all that stuff. I think there is a comfort to like knowing that your house is still there. Like if you never want to go back, it's okay. You don't have to go back, but the house is still there, which is what the other two had. You're right. And Ellie never had that comfort. I guess it's got to be painful for you to hear like how flippant we were about selling the house. And I'm so sorry. Like when I was saying that story the other day, you're right. It sounds like it is very flippant and it happened that fast. And truthfully, I never in a million years would have thought that this would have happened. I just didn't like, because we didn't have that experience with the other two, you know what I mean? So I'm really so sorry if Parker and Mia had this reaction when they went off to college and it was painful and they were missing the house. We never in a million years would have done that, but because they went off to college and was like, see ya, don't want to be ya. We were like, okay, she's going to be the same way. And she's going to be traveling with her team. She's never going to like miss this house. Yeah, you we know never I mean? thought you were like, we Not knew everything years. you had on your plate and we never once suspected out of all of our children that you would be the one to like yeah. miss, miss home the so most. So I'm really sorry. We didn't yeah. consider you and that's the truth because we only went off of our previous experiences and that's all it was. Yeah. I'm really sorry. How it's can fine. I make it up? Well, there's nothing you can do, but yeah, it just sucks. I feel like all my belongings are just in my dorm room, you know? No, there's like, boxes oh, no. here. I assure you. No, there's an attic. <laughs> there's, there's, an attic. there's an attic. There's an attic. We've had lots of conversations about this. So, and, uh, you know, mom and I are still working on a second, uh, you know, our, our main house uh, yeah. somewhere, which is never going to be like the one. Uh, you know, it's never going to be the same as the one that you grew up in. It's never going to be the home, but it will be a home for you and it won't be in a retirement community (laughs) and you'll be able to like, you know, have a new place to call, uh, your own until you're, uh, off on your, into your own career, into your own life and everything. And, you know, um, I'm, I, I'm disappointed in myself that maybe at times I was callous about, you know, how it was all. Oh, we were for sure. There's no question about it. Both of us. And I'm sorry. Yeah, we were, we were so like, I was just like pack. I like literally was like, you're being a brat. You're not helping. It's like just pack. And the only thing I can say is 
you know, looking at it from uh, different vantage points, it's like the long-term health of this family in terms of finance and mobility and being able to chase you around to games across the country. It's like, I'm not locked down in LA anymore with a bunch of bills that I had before that, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, I have freedom to come see you in Louisville or, you know, uh, Southern Utah or wherever, you know? And so, um, the, I don't know. I mean, that might not be important to her. <laughs> Babe, that might not be important. She might not care. She really doesn't care if I'm there at the games or not. <laughs> she just wants her bed back. I know. And then I don't know, just like hearing like the the people who bought it like just aren't taking I care know. of it. Like I know. Yeah. That's very upsetting. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, like we have heard that the people who bought it like we spent a lot of money making that house look pretty. And yeah. This happens with probably my guess is 70% of home sellers. The people who buy it just don't take care of it the way that you did. And we've heard stories over and over again, but it still sucks. I mean, the um, they let the entire landscape die and we spent thousands and that's with an S of money on the landscape. Um, everything, like everything that we did, they actually undid every single thing. And, um, then the house got broken into twice. Um, so, and so that that's been painful and you know, it didn't help that like we were just a few months out and Ellie saw a TikTok of the girl because she's a professional singer that bought the house and um, she did a TikTok and somebody sent her sister Mia the TikTok and said, isn't this your backyard? And all the greenery we had installed was dead. Yeah, all the just, Mother's Days that we spent planting in the backyard <laughs> together was just was. uprooted. It's yeah. true. It's true. And uh, and the pool was green. And so all of those things. And um, it's painful. It's painful for even me. And I literally couldn't wait to move out of LA. I may have never shared that with you guys, but the last no, two years were tell. extremely hard for me. Um, I, I, I always was concerned for your safety. I was concerned for my safety. I've said it on the podcast before. There were too many things that could have gone wrong at all times with you girls, like car accidents, getting robbed, getting mugged, like us getting robbed, our house getting broken into. That was always a concern. So um, I, I was just a ball of stress the last two years I was there. So for me, I was so happy to be out for your safety and for everyone's safety. Not that Seattle's like like a safe place either, but I'm just telling you, we know all the stories. We lived it. We had, you know, we lived it. There were homeless and drug addicts on our streets. So we lived it. It's sad that the house has been broken into. It's sad that they didn't keep up with it, but there's nothing we could do. They paid for that housing. They burn it to the ground. It would suck if they did, but they could, and there's nothing we can do. I just remember like the good things about it, you know, like my sister-in-law and brother, had a home before the one they live in now. And you know, my brother, how he does everything like perfectly. They completely remodeled that house and people came in, went into foreclosure. There's a hole in the roof. Like she just said how painful it was for them to like walk in and see like all the ceramic tile my brother had put down cracked and smashed. And I think everybody goes to that. And I'm so sorry that like you went through that at such a young age and it being like such a fond memory. Um, It was painful for us too to see those see that TikTok, hear the stories about it getting broken into. So, you know. Yeah, and it was painful when you guys were leaving. In fact, you know, you know, I shot a lot of video as we were packing up to leave. And 
I was going to make a music video out of it and all that. And it was going to be like a bittersweet mood and everything, but it was just bitter. The emotions, it wouldn't have been fair to show the world (laughs) kind of the video of you and Mia during that time. uh, Cause you were the two that were home and, you know, even Parker who kind of just went off under her own life when she was 18 years old, felt the need to come back to LA one last time and see the house, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was a good house to us. It was, it was a fantastic house. I mean, it really, uh, in the end, we didn't always have what we wanted from that or out of that house, but we definitely had everything we needed to raise three girls. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, we did what it took and, and we made it. I was, I was just going to say though, um, like I get how you're feeling because if I'm being 100% honest and mom knows I do this, like I still look on Zillow at my grandmother's old house where <laughs> it was like my happy place when I was a kid. And if that thing, if that sucker ever goes up for sale, I swear to God, I'm buying it. So, and I was just talking when my aunts were in town the, uh, yesterday, you know, I was just talking with them about it. it was their mother, my, you know, my mother's sisters and my grandma and, um, uh, as kids, it was just a place where we would all sort of coalesce and have our family time together. And for me, I had a much more disrupted childhood than you had. Yeah. But uh, but uh, uh, for me, it was it was the st- stable place uh, where I remember being as a kid. So I don't like I you know I'm sorry I overlooked that you would feel that way about our house. It know? never dawned on me. Like no. it wasn't even in my head. So I'm really sorry. Yeah. It's fine. We're and terrible. you know, we don't say sorry for my, many things. <laughs> I hardly ever apologize for anything. <laughs> oh yeah. Facts. It's really hard to spit those words up. Facts. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a nicer topic. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Okay. So you've always been a really good kid and the other two always get angry about it (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) they always do but it's so funny because i know i've said this before that they always say you're the favorite and i respond with she's not the favorite she always just does what i ask her to do and then they both shut up like Mm -hmm. neither one of them can argue with me about that fact because they know it's true i mean what did your friend say one time to you in high school (laughs) My friend was like, oh, your mom must love you. You just do whatever she wants. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It is true. It is it true. Is. You don't always do what I want, but you do. You always do what mom wants. Okay. So um, I was just curious. I think that would be a really good time to talk about this. So if, um, if we had to talk about like the missteps that we made as parents during high school, all right, we already know one of them was saw in the house. Yeah. Okay. We know that. <laughs> but um, okay. So like, what would you have wished or what would you had like thought like, oh, it was, they shouldn't have done that. Like when I was growing up, but what would you have wanted us not to do? Yeah. Like now that you're older yes. and you have a little bit of the ability to look, look back, uh, like what parts of our parenting or your childhood <laughs> are you like, what the fuck? Or what, like, why <laughs> did they do it that way? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. There's not a lot, actually. I was actually trying to think about them. One specific thing that came to my mind that my mom does mm-hmm. is I will tell her, I'll never forget. I was really excited because 
my friend's dad had a boat and oh I was God. so excited because I was like, yes, like I, I could only go on a boat um, when we visit like my grandparents in Arizona. And so, yeah. you know, for my friend in LA to have a boat and like invite me on, it, I was like, yes, like, oh my God, like our whole friend group could go. And I'm like saying to my like, I'm so excited. He invited me on his boat. And my mom goes on this long tangent about, I guess, a friend that she knew that died in a boating accident. I'm like 13 and I'm just excited to be there. It was about people drinking on and driving a boat. So I actually had to call the parents and make sure they were. Oh, but you went into pretty gory detail. Somebody got cut up in the blades or something like that. So I'm just like, you know, (laughs) smiling ear to ear because I get to go inner tubing again. And now I have this like. Somebody got hit. This mental image of human ceviche in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And like. I wasn't oh excited God. anymore. Ellie, and I know. I'm so sorry. I don't like boats. I don't like boats. And when we ever went on a lake, I never went on a Saturday because I have this story of somebody I knew whose brother-in-law. Know them? I know them. Who's, you know them. Yeah, whose brother-in-law okay. was driving the boat and he was drunk. And he hit a young girl who was on a tube because he didn't see her. He was drinking and he was driving a boat and he hit a girl on another boat that was tubing. And that could happen so easy. And she lost her arm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Jesus. <laughs> like, uh, you guys need to hear these stories. Well, I know that we need to hear it, but no. in the moment, and so then I was so I had to call the parents and tell them you couldn't go on the boat if they were going to be drinking. I don't care. Like, I, I'm sorry that yeah, yeah. I ruined your fun experience, but yeah. If well, you saw, but she, she still went. I mean, the parents did. assured you that they weren't going to get hammered and drive the boat. Yeah. Right? But if then I, I wanted her to yeah. know, like if somebody's drinking a beer and driving, don't get on inner tube. Like just stay in the boat. That's your safest <laughs> bet. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry, ruin that. She do that. Um, what else? I do have a habit of doing Oh, that. you guys wouldn't let us go to the bathroom on a road trip? That was like... No, no that's not, not true. Not you guys. Not you guys. <laughs> that's not true. I don't want to do the bathroom. I all. also had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> My mom, no, don't even. Here we go. My mom would only let us stop if she wanted a Mexican Coke. That's the only time (laughs) she would let us stop to go to the bathroom. And I'd have to go because it'd be like five hours to Arizona. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like eight. And I'd be like, oh, you know, like, and I have to go even more because I'm so anxious about having to go that it makes me go. And I'd be like, mom. And she's like, what? I, I think she just she just knew. Like I have to go to the bathroom. She's like, like whip her head back. She's like, do you really have to go? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, the kids oh did this thing. I'm sorry. I was not going to go on a road trip where every hour we're stopping to go to the bathroom. They knew it. I cut that shit out right <laughs> from the start. I, I was remember. like, we are not doing this. We're not doing a road trip. Stopping at every rest stop. And let's be honest. Come on, James. They love looking at bathrooms. Oh they yeah, would- <laughs> we did have kids who had a bathroom fetish. Oh like, yeah, there wasn't Don't a like everywhere they went, they had to like Target. <laughs> then oh, Chili's. we got to stop at Ralph's. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom again. Ralph's the grocery <laughs> store. Everywhere we went, I was and like, they wouldn't no. even be. I was a guy, so I had to stand outside, but I could hear them in there screwing off. They yeah. weren't even going to the bathroom. No, so I was like, we're not doing this. I'm not getting on no, a I'll road. Give you that. That's four hours. It turns into a six-hour trip because we're stopping to go to the bathroom. Sure, but eight hours. No, it was from never eight. Chicago. It was never eight. To Youngstown, and no. poor little Mia peed herself <laughs> she because she was afraid so to ask to go to the bathroom. That's not true. You guys she turned was that five story. Five years old. You guys turned that story. I remember having to change a pair of tights in the ice. Okay. 
on the side of you a freeway. You guys turn that story first. The next time Did you she say not it, herself? Okay, but she wasn't five. She was still in a diaper. Okay, you guys have to stop. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, you turn that story <laughs> into like... She was in a diaper. You exaggerate that She wasn't all in the a diaper. She was no, little. She, I remember she was it. Little. So yeah, I was she at was least four. Okay, she was four and she was three. She wasn't three. in a diaper uh, okay, at four years old. You're like saying she's five and now next year it's going to okay, be she was no, ten. let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. So we're going from Chicago to Ohio. Um, during Christmas and everyone's really excited you know spirits are up Santa's coming um, and Mia is sitting in the back seat and she what did she even she do? did this all the time though no. No. she's like it was like last minute she's like I really gotta let, go let her say it and she's like mom I have to go to the bathroom and then mom's like okay let me just find the bathroom I need to go right now because <laughs> she'd been holding it she had the fear of God in her I was always glad when the kids finally like were the first ones to crack because I was like ooh I really had to go to that. I'm a grown ass man, and I didn't want to look over her at her and say, "I." Even when we've been on the road, she's like, "What are we doing?" Like she, like she'll be on her phone with her thumbs, and she'll like look up, and she'll be like, "Why are we on an off ramp? Why are we on an off ramp?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm getting gas, and we don't even need gas. I just walk in and take a piss." No, Mia okay, Parker I knew, and I. I know it was bad when we all took your friends to Arizona, and I heard someone whispering in the back, yep. and I go, "What's going on?" And- Nobody said anything. And then and then it was Annie. I think somebody was like, Annie, you tell her. And then Annie was like, Mrs. Gordon, I really need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh honey, no problem. Yeah, you made your friends say it. You're using your friends as shields to get to your own bathroom. Yeah, Parker, this is so messed up. But Parker, (laughs) me, and I would always be in the backseat together. And Parker would always have to go first, I feel, but she'd be like, Ellie, as mom. And I'm like, no, like, don't make me do it. You're the baby. You, you always get <laughs> like, Mia, put up to that. Mia, you do it. Mia's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. <Yep>. No. <laughs> yep. be like, your mom's favorite. Just do it. Just do it. I'm like, no, I'm not your doing it. Favorite. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I'm whatever. You're a Nazi when it comes to I that. Just, There's just no other word for it. Yeah. I just didn't want to make a four hour trip, six and a half hours. So everyone can be grateful and thankful. Mia was so happy when she drove out there with my friend Bill and I (laughs) and his son Owen, because we Uh, stopped, we would get ice cream. (laughs) Bill's like you, he has to go every 30 minutes. So what? Uh, It was like, we had a lot of fun actually in that car. We took our sweet ass time and got there an hour and a half after you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We had a lot of fun. We had chili dogs. We tried all kinds of things. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. What else? Um, you guys didn't let me become a Disney Channel star when I wanted to be. Uh, all three of you had a problem with that. Parker, oh shit. Remember that was, guy walked up to Parker in the mall and said, a, You could be a child model or whatever. And we were like, Hell no. No, yeah. Um, it was uh yeah, the one time I let Parker do a shoot for a Quaker Oats commercial, and it was just because Sean was the photographer, and they called, Sean called and said, you didn't know this family, but yeah. the Murphys and Sean called and said, Hey, can you bring Parker down for a shoot? That was it. That was the only time. Oh, Parker's still bent. Like she is still like, I could have been like a Disney star. And I was like, I could have made it big. Yeah. But then you'd have, you'd be covered in tattoos. You'd been molested mm-hmm. like 10,000 times by now. So oh no, be grateful. You'd be singing booty songs. Oh, oh yeah, for God. sure. You sh- That should be on a list of things that we did right. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Yeah, we did it wrong. really should. You should flop the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Now for things that you did right. Oh, there's a list for things we did yes. right. Oh, okay. I bet it's long. They are actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. The first one is 
letting me throw parties even though every single one would get out of hand and end oh with dad God. yelling at a kid in his robe so mad <laughs> and every time dad would say no more parties this is yep. the last one this, this is the last dad, one wake up. <laughs> Yeah, it's the like, last it's one. It's formal this weekend. Yeah. And I'd wake up the next morning and there'd be a house full of kids and they'd be like, all the boys would be like, hi, Mr. Gordon. I'm really sorry about throwing up in the bushes last night. I'm like, <laughs> come in. Let's get waffles. We're all right. I'll never forget. There was like this one party my senior year. It was after homecoming. That one just got like, that, that, was, just, was, that was just wild. The one. That was the one. Dad was like, no more. Done. And I wasn't allowed to have another one until I had my graduation party, which was like eight months later. And I kid you not, almost every single weekend, the same group of people would be like, <laughs> Ellie, let's just go to your house. And I'm like, guys, I can't. Like my dad, off. my dad said, no, like seriously, he's going to be so he's like, no, no, no. My, my guy friends always be like, just let me talk to him. Just let me talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll change his mind. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that they were so mad. I was so happy. Uh, one of the reasons I was so happy to start construction on the guest house was the backyard was all tore up and there was just no way you guys could party uh -huh, back there. Uh -huh. yeah. And I remember leading up to it. It was like one or two of your girlfriends had been over and in the backyard. And all of a sudden they saw the construction was almost done. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it was uh -huh. like, I would Word go on the street. Yeah. I would like be at a school function with you or something. And all the girls and boys would be walking up to me like, Hey, how's that guest, guest house coming? How's yeah. that guest house coming? They could not wait until I, we were back in business. Yeah. So I knew it was bad. I went home and told James, I knew it was bad. I was at like a mother daughter event at school. And at this event, three moms came up to me and said, Oh, you're Ellie's mom. You're the one that has the parties. And I was like, Oh, that's the reputation I'm getting. Yeah, we were the, we were the that party was house. really we bad. Did, we never that was really that bad. Reputation. I did not want that. No. And I was like, Oh hell no. And then I came home and I said, three moms came up to me. They were very grateful. They were like, thankful. They're like, thank you so much. for." I was like, Oh no, we can't do that. We cannot turn into the party house. Yeah. We did. We did for <laughs> sure. We absolutely did. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. Another thing that you guys did right, I said, was putting me in sports at the ripe age of four so I could channel all that anger and yeah. competition I for some reason had in me when I was four. You still have you it. You were tough. I still oh have it. You were the toughest three-year-old yeah. ever. I was saying it down. I was like, no one should be surprised that I'm a D1 athlete. Like, I, like since I was little, I was so intense and just wanted to win. And I'm yeah. the same Always. way. Yeah, You did true. not like it when people told you what to do or pushed no. you around or, or you know, um, you had in our house, you had four people telling you what to do at all times. Mm -hmm. And you never took kindly to that from the age of <laughs> from the time you were able to walk until four. Uh, I remember the soccer ball was bigger than <laughs> bigger than you were when you started. Thank God. Thank God you found sports. Yeah. I remember one time I was with you and we were out somewhere and you were little, you were like maybe six and I was holding your hand and you were, you were upset about something. You said, I'm so tired of everyone telling me what to do. Yep. And I was like, I felt so bad because you had me, you had dad, then you had Parker and you had um, Mia. And I was like, Oh, she's right. I felt so bad. And I remember saying, but she you, was I'm bratty sorry. though. She was bratty. She was super bratty. Mm -hmm. like, I remember one time where everybody was like, Oh, we're going to, you know, little Luke's birthday party. It's a gymboree or whatever. It's like, Oh, cool. I like gymboree. And uh, Ellie in the back seat would be like, you can't go. You're too fat. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, you, I'd be mean. like, oh, she we're all going to go to Gymboree. And you'd be like, not you. You're too fat. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm 
<laughs> and I actually wasn't fat back then. <laughs> I was like looking at myself like, I don't know, man. Like, She's brutal. I hit the gym a bunch of times uh-huh. every week. Oh, yeah. She was sassy. I just would learn some words at school and just use them like you relentlessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was sassy. Uh-huh. Oh, all the, was your sassy. two older sisters would always say you had the filthiest mouth out of all three of them. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> I did. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's so funny. You'd say the craziest thing. So anyway. You were fun to raise, though. You, you were, were you were really fun to raise. I mean, you were kind of like I say to everybody and any of the moms that are listening who are, you know, close with me, I would always say Ellie was raised by wolves. And it was like cuz you you were literally yeah. like you were like on your own. <laughs> yeah, Mia was your Mia was your legal guardian. Yeah, she was. Uh-huh, I used uh-huh. to call Mia mom and I'd yeah. be like, "Mom," like to Mia and mom would be like, "What?" I'm like, "Not you." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I vividly remember when we went to when we all went camping that one time and uh-huh. all the moms left after one day. It was it was a group of like, I don't even know, like 10 families and a bunch of kids, a bunch of dads and all the moms left after like the first night cuz they just couldn't do it anymore. And there's this photo of me <laughs> I'm wearing my mom's sweatshirt, but I'm like five. So it's, you know, down to like my ankles and I have like one shoe on. Yeah. <laughs> I've no idea. And like my hair is all in a rat's nest and uh-huh. I'm just so happy. I'm like covered in mud and I'm uh-huh. just like. And I remember it was on Facebook. Someone posted on Facebook and everyone was like, who is the girl with the one shoe? And, and it was all like yeah. so many people. Oh, that's Ellie. That's me. That's Denise's daughter. Yeah. And nobody was surprised. She drove no. home that way. Yeah. Like, we, we, when we drove her home, I was like, where's your shoe? And you're like. Remember I lost my shoe at school too. Oh yeah. How do you lose a shoe? Like this is the kid. Like, you know, when you find a shoe and you think who left without a shoe? Right. That was my kid. We've that was my kid. Yeah. Yeah. You had your own desk in the, in your first grade classroom that they gave you when you were misbehaving. It was your dedicated desk. Yes. And then all the kids wanted to sit at the desk. Because- I made it cool. You guys couldn't punish me. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You did. You, you, uh, you know, that teacher called so much. I knew her by the first name, by her first name. Like she, she, the fourth, like it had to be the fifth time she called and I go, Beth, what is it? And she's like, Denise, she's still not listening. And, and you're right. The bad, the bad kid desk ended up becoming like, it worked against us because everyone wanted to sit in the bad kid desk. Yeah. And Ellie would just walk into class and say, I think I'm going to misbehave today. So I'm just going straight to the bad kid desk. <laughs> That's what she would literally say to the teacher. You would no. just walk in and say, I don't think, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, yeah. You do have a way of turning so many punishments into like a new adventure, I must say. Uh, for instance, the drug phone in high school. So uh, Ellie got in trouble and we took her iPhone away. But then, you know, because she's a kid in club sports and doing a million activities. And I was genuinely a good kid. Let's start there. I was a good kid. Not that month. But uh, (laughs) we uh, still had to keep in contact with her. Taking her phone away was actually punishing to us. Uh, So we gave her one of those little flip phones with a minute card. And uh, the next thing you know, like all the kids. That's why you call it the drug phone because it's a drug phone. Yeah, I call it the drug phone. It's like a disposable phone. Yeah. So I call it the drug phone because, you know, it's the phone that uh, drug dealers use that they buy at 7-Eleven and throw away when the deal is done. Uh So uh, turns out all the girls in school really loved Ellie's drug phone. They all took selfies with it. It turned into like a whole I saw it on Instagram and I was like, I literally went to you. I go, this is not working. They're all, this drug phone is making the rounds on every everyone's Instagram page. Like they're taking selfies with it. And someone's taking yeah. a picture of them taking a picture. I'm like, yep. what yeah. happened with the punishment phone? All my friends contacts in there, even like my senior year, someone kept my friend, um, kept saying, she's like, I keep texting you and you keep not responding. And I was like, 
oh girl like you're texting the drug phone like I don't, I don't, I don't use that anymore I'll never forget I like ran out of minutes on like the first day because I was calling all my friends I'm like oh, I hate my parents I just can't wait for my, my real phone back but, like there was no punishment I literally would go like hey guys like get in this like, yep. I saw a picture on Instagram of like her and her sister and like two of their friends in our bathroom, taking a selfie yep. through the mirror with the it drug phone. It was all phone. fuzzy. The picture was like all fuzzy. It was one of those ancient drug phone cameras. Yeah, I was so it annoyed. It took me so long to send that photo to myself because you had to like press each button three times. I was like, um, like it was so hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny though. Well, yeah. you were you were definitely like an, a fun kid to raise. I mean, oh, I even remember down to like. You know, Ellie was not a um, an early driver. So um, we, it's even as a senior, I think it was like first semester, senior like first, year. first month. First okay. Month. We had to drive her to school and pick her up. And I would be like, girl, you're 17. Like you need to be driving. But then sometimes I would forget to get her because I owned a business and she's 17 and I would forget to get her. And she would call me at work. And I knew if a call came in, it was an emergency. Like the kids know when I'm working generally not to call unless it's like something important. Mm-hmm. So when I would see her, name pop up and it's like still still school hours or just ending I remember I was like oh my gosh I was supposed to pick her up so I'm like Ellie and she's like mom where are you and I said I'm still at work she goes oh my god mom how am I supposed to get home and I go where's Dana where's Dana and all I hear is Ellie yelling Dana and she's and I and she's running down the school driveway after a car it's another mom yes. and she's running after yes. Dana. it was so embarrassing yeah. because the mom's daughter was like a, a, freshman. So- a freshman or like a sophomore or something and I was like Emma ask your mom if she can take me home and like, I would just pile all my stuff I remember I left like and my your phone was still going you had not hung up because you're literally looking for someone and yeah. like yeah I'll never forget like I I found Dana in the parking lot I was like oh can you please take me home like my mom forgot about me she's like yeah but you have to wait like Emma's not done with her cross-country practice I'd be like Okay. And we would just like sit in the car and talk for like 30 minutes until Emma was done. I'll never forget. I guess my volleyball jerseys like fell out of my bag or something. I couldn't find them anywhere. And little Emma, the next day, comes up. She's like, my mom washed these for you. And like, handed that to me. I was like, it really does take a village. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for you, it did for sure. I remember there were so many, like I'd be across the city. Mom would be at work. And all of a sudden you'd be like, uh, how am I getting from this to that? And I'd be like, I don't know. You'd have to figure out so many moms pitched in with you. Shay's mom. Oh, Dawn. Yeah. On Mother's Day, she brought flowers to I two other that. moms. Yeah. Aaron and Dawn. I yeah. had to. Like, yeah. I literally had to. I have this pillow in my dorm room of my mom and her friend Fa and Aaron. And I went to school with both of their daughters and our families are all super close, but they gave me this pillow because like they were like my moms. And when all my friends see it in college, they're like, who are these women? I'm like, well, you know, the, the person in the middle, that's my, that's my actual mom. Like she gave birth to me, but the She's two on the side, yeah, the two oh, on the yeah. side actually drove me to and from school. Oh yeah. And like, and when Ellie would say, I need help with something, if it was something really big, I would say call Fa or yes. call Aaron. Aaron and Fa did all like the winter formal decorations when yes. I did, when I had to plan winter formal. Cause I was on ASB and I was like, God, like I need a mom who can do this Nobody, and who will be counsel. reliable and will, you know, like who can come and spend time on it. And I was like, like, I know. That's not my mom. Yeah, the other moms <laughs> that my mom or my mom's friends with. She literally, yeah, so those two moms planned this entire event. They had a budget and everything else. And I would call the moms and say, 
what time do I need to be there? Like, I would just, like, they were already there. Remember? And I said to you, James, I was like, we got to go and help them. And you're like watching TV. You're like, oh, come on. And I was like, no, they're not even, this is not even their child. We have to go yeah. and help them. Yeah, their kids were not on. Uh, they weren't on student no, council. They were not on student council. Yeah, so right? they're helping, a, a, yeah. like, our kid. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was, know, it was, it was funny. so funny. Erin McCown, like, we'd be talking about some event that we have to go to. She's like, do you need a ride, honey? I'm like, yeah, I need a ride. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I have a question for you. How is it having parents that are doing what we're doing? Um, it's actually really cool because like, well, all my friends from college will get you guys like on their for you page on TikTok and stuff nice. and, like, <laughs> and like be like talking about is it. Is it embarrassing? No, I mean, I only like... I don't love it when we're together and you're like, Ellie, (laughs) like, Uh just because I don't know how to like react. I'm like, hi. Um, It's not embarrassing. I mean, like, I think it's a little invasive. Yeah. I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Invasive when I'm recording. Yeah. 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 Overall, like, no, but overall, I think it's really cool. I mean, like a lot of people wish that they could do that. I mean, my friend who's in college, I sent her your guys' most recent episode and she was like, I can't wait to buy a house. I'm so informed. And she's 18. Like she doesn't need to buy a house, but like, um, yeah, like all my friends think it's really funny. Like my friend will be like, guys, like Ellie's a nepotism child. (laughs) 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 But is it like when people ask what your parents do, or do you ever pause and like, what do you say? No, I just say, um, well, they sold their house and they're traveling and they're doing a podcast and they're doing that full time. And they'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Like, what's it like? Like, where have they gone? And like, they ask me all about it. And I just explain to them, like, they're, you know, they're trying to find like their forever home. Like, I mean, a lot of people think it's really cool. Cause I like, like you guys always say, like a lot of people like want to do it. Like even kids like my age are like, God, I would love to just travel and do Uh nothing. So like a lot of people like think it's actually really, really cool. If like you had like your idea of where we could live. Is there any place in the country? Yeah. Like where do you think, like, I mean, you haven't been to a lot of places but when you look at the country where do you want mom and dad to settle down do you feel do you know yet or are you still like yeah "Eh." um I'm so like I love the Pacific Northwest and like I just think it's so beautiful and like it is there are some like little towns with mountain people that maybe not the best but like I definitely think in Washington there's like in the areas surrounding Seattle like Olympia and stuff like a lot I know a lot of people that are from there and it's like really really nice and i think like it would just be nice to like have like a house in the woods or something like Heck yeah yeah like i i really like washington um i think the weather like you know the the winters are cold but like they're manageable i mean like i never experienced a winter before in my life and like i'm i'm doing fine i'm very pale but i'm doing fine yeah. <laughs> um so I, I like washington um definitely i was thinking like you know if you guys bought like a lot of property and like a um a state like montana and you guys just get a bunch of like animals and just like have like like a like a little farm like yeah i think that that would be like really really cool mom doesn't wake up that early enough to feed i know they would they would you do though i could join for like the afternoon i gotta feed all the animals by myself every day i'll do the evening feedings there's is there evening feedings not not i don't know not very many don't you feed them twice a day I, i don't know Oh, you'll be on your own then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So something like that. I was also like, I think that um, because my sister Mia and I, we like kind of both have a plan. Like we want to move to the East Coast together after college. I like I really want to move to New York and she's like maybe Washington, D.C. or something. So I was even thinking like not something like on the East Coast per se, but I know you guys were just looking at like Savannah or something like just something like 
kind of in like a well, straight gonna, shot. Yeah, you know? we're going to like actually go visit yeah, Tennessee, really South Carolina, yeah. North Carolina, and um, we're actually going to go back to Georgia. So we're going to hit those four states like next month. Yeah. yeah. So, so it'd be far from New York. Yeah. And then later yeah. this year, we're actually going far, further up north. Like we're going to we're going to visit Patrick in New York. But then from there, we're going oh, yeah. to when from there, we're to going go. to hit a lot of states like Rhode Island, stuff like that. Like a lot of listeners have yeah. you know, chimed Vermont. in and said, check so, out Vermont, Rhode Island, sure all that. So Yeah. Uh, I'm sure so, Vermont's gorgeous. Yeah. And then also like, I just, I really like Chicago and I like like I your family there. Like, I think that that would be like, like really cool if you guys got it like kind of outside. I mean, I know it's expensive, but, um, it's just, I can't handle the winters. It's yeah, too hard. It's, That's it's the biggest cold. problem for me. That's it. Cause we were there during, you know, one of your tournaments and I just said, I'm out. Like, yeah. It I can't. was really, really I cold. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I just want you guys to like find a place where like, even if it's like, you know, like, like we don't all live in like the same vicinity, like it's easy to travel to, you know, I don't really, I don't see myself like living in like New Mexico or something. So like, well, we want to find a place that you guys would all want to live in. Exactly. So before we purchase our next house, I promise you, it's not going to be like the house we you'll sold. Get, you'll, you'll get more input. input. You'll oh, thanks, 100% guys. <laughs> have more input. You guys will come out and look at it. Like we want you all to be a part of it. It's not something that dad and I plan on just saying, Hey, yeah. every, every city we go to, we ask the same question. Like, would the girls like it? Could, is it, is it fun for them? Is it easy yeah. to get around? How is the airport? Could they fly in and out easily? So all three of you are going to have a really big part in the decision-making. So I promise you, whatever the house it is that we choose for the family, you will have a big say in it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm excited to see what it'll be. So for you right now, it's Pacific Northwest, but Pacific maybe Northwest. East Coast. Too. Yeah, Pacific Northwest <laughs> or, or East Coast. It okay. kind of seems like our family is all kind of migrating that way towards the east coast anyways i know i don't know if mia wants to stay in utah but we've talked about how we want to live together after college so um and i want to go to new york so if she wants to live with me she's going to new york with me <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right yeah well Very mia cool. knows that we're going to new york i mentioned it to her so she's like i want to join you in the travels when so, is it uh we're thinking it's going to be july right july august something, something like, like that. that yeah so i know you start school in august so maybe we'll figure it out where you can yeah. coincide it with us coincide it with your schedule and join us mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. For sure. So, okay. Um, well, uh, I guess we should probably start wrapping things up, but mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to say for the record, I know you have been through some tough times these past several months. I'm proud of you and the person you are and the person you're becoming. And I love your sense of humor. Thank you. And, <laughs> and I definitely love the way you clobber a ball into somebody's face. So uh, that's always yeah. been a highlight for me. <laughs> having you as a daughter. Uh -huh. And uh, I just really love your spirit. I love everything about the way that you set a goal for yourself and you're willing to play the long game to get there. Um, and it's fortunate because of your work ethic that uh, a lot of times you end up playing the short game and it happens a lot sooner than it would for a lot of people because you're not afraid to put in the work and, you know, stay on that grind. And so I love you for that. And I'm super proud of you and who you are. Thank you. Yes, Dad and I are Thank really, you. really proud. You know, we like to brag about all of our girls. I mean, look, I always say as a we parent, do. it's like, what do you do when you get old? You just brag about your kids. And yeah. so you give us lots of good bragging rights. Thank yeah, you. you Each of you bring us different things. And for you, yeah. especially, I'm just finally happy. I have a kid who, you know, all three of my kids were athletically could have been athletically gifted. You were the one that really followed through with it. So, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> I got I'm you. Happy, I'm happy I have that box checked. So, oh, yeah, love uh, you, honey. Thanks. Proud of love you, you too. Guys. Yeah.
All right. So uh, that's been it for our catch up with Ellie Gordon. Good luck this coming quarter. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and uh, tell everybody back in Seattle we said hello and we look forward to meeting them. Uh, I will. Yeah, <laughs> you got some new friends we have to meet now. Uh-huh. So with all that said, you get to take us out this week. Empty nest, full tank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.